What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome back to Wrestling Crossroads. We do apologize for this being out a tad late as um, there were some medical issues going on on our side. Um, so again, we do apologize as always. I am one half of your dynamic duo, Twisted, alongside Brother Pyro. What's up, guys? I hope everyone enjoyed Halloween Havoc because it was one hell of a show. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the queen of spooky, Shotzi, for doing such a phenomenal job hosting. Yep. And uh, her co-host, Mr. Quincy Elliott. Oh, yeah, him too. <laughs> Do you want to start us off? Um. So the show kicks off with the ladder match for the vacant North American Championship. Former champion Carmelo Hayes walks in looking to reclaim what was wrongfully taken from him. Mm-hmm. Um, also in this match, you had Wesley, Oro, Monsa, Von Wagner, and Nathan Frazier. Chaos. Beautiful chaos, but chaos nonetheless. It was... It was a lot of fun to see a lot of the different spots. Um, and just how creative these guys were able to get in this match. Yeah. The involvement of Mr. Rob Stone and at one point Trick Williams also helped really, you know, get people invested. Oh, yeah. I think that that very small moment and the very small peek into what WWE had done before was actually pretty nice. You know, when they had James Ellsworth come in for Carmella during the first ever Women's Money in the Bank, I think that was a nice little tidbit on their end. I want to point out that he also helped in the second ever Women's Money in the Bank. Yes, yes, he did. Because, you know, the rematch on SmackDown a couple days later. Um, So do you want to take us through who won and kind of the closing moments of this match? Um, Closing moments, again, chaotic to say the least. Um, bodies were everywhere, ladders were broken. Ultimately, walking out of Halloween Havoc, your new NXT North American champion, Wes Lee. Something impressive to add to this young man's resume in NXT as he is a former er, two-time NXT Tag Team Champion. Yes. Um, and this just goes to solidify, like, yo, he's here. Let's he really do knows this. what he's doing. And I mean, after so much of what Wesley has been put through via Carmelo Hayes, I think that this is just a beautiful end to all of that. So jumping into the next match on the kickoff show, we actually got to see um, these two spin the wheel to determine what their match was going to be. Um, the match we're talking about is Grayson Waller versus Apollo Crews. There were many stipulations that this could have gone. There could have been a weapons match. There could have been, um, what was it, a, a ring of fire match, something like that. And there even could have been just so many different things. It could have been an extreme rules. But they ended up with a casket match. And one of the things that they had pointed out was when the last casket match was which was at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and it was Undertaker versus Rusev, and you actually had said that. Yes, I did. That was 
This was also the first casket match in NXT. Mm-hmm. And of the 20 casket matches involved in the WWE in total, mm-hmm. this is only the fourth not involving the legendary Hall of Fame Undertaker. Because he was the one to pretty much bring this in and solidify this as, as a match. So I I don't see anybody really having this type of match without The Undertaker. Oh yeah, no, this, sense makes, this match doesn't make a lot of sense not involving The Undertaker. I think this kind of being one of, one of the staple matches of his career made sense. Because, I mean, what does an Undertaker do? Right. Um, but ultimately winning this match, and hopefully the feud... Apollo Crews. There with, was... I want to point out, with some mid- Controversy. Yes. Mind games. I wouldn't even say mid-match mind games. With some mid-match controversy, Grayson Waller had actually jabbed the eyes of Apollo Crews and dropped him through the casket that was previously brought out to start the match. And as you all know, being wrestling fans, you have to close said casket on your opponent. You have to put them in and close the casket. Well, lights went out, and then you saw Apollo at the top of the ramp with more people bringing out yet another thicker casket. More of one that would be used for this type of match. I want to point out, can you really close a casket, though, if there is no lid? True, which is why it was some mid-match controversy. I mean, Grayson Waller had believed that he had won. However, the ref and everybody else were just kind of like, uh, we gotta gotta use this to our discretion. One ref was saying yes, one ref was saying no. It's a good thing we had Booker two T sight. and um what is it? Who was it on commentary with him? I don't know. Um, but the commentary team was even, you know, debating back and forth. Yes. Um, like, is this a win? Is this not? Like, what's going on here, man? Most definitely. But now fast forwarding through the show, Weapons Wild, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez. We got to see some aggression out of these tiny little women. We got to see some aggression. I'm a little upset that the match wasn't very long, though. It was kind of short compared to the rest of the matches on here. Okay, but think of the rest of the matches, and this isn't me trying to take away from them specifically, but a lot of these other matches, well... You're going to take forever doing a ladder match because it's a five-person ladder match. No, I understand. The rest of them had kind of a bigger storyline investment involved. Well, yes and no. I mean, this has also been something that's kind of been going on since Gorgate attacked her then-friend when she was getting a title opportunity that Cora thought was rightfully hers. But also, I I think, and this is something that we talk about when we go into the AEW shows, lengthy matches kind of make for an exhausted crowd. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one thing that they really did do a pretty good job at because not every match was high spot, high spot, high spot, like 15-minute, 20-minute matches, one right after the other because, oh my God, would that have been exhausting. I think this match was an appropriate amount of time and told the story that it needed to tell in that time. I mean, I agree, but I just... Granted, I, I will say... what you're saying, I just... I wish it would have been just a tad longer. I will say the the, the table spot was a little awkward. When they yes. were up top the uh scaffold stage thing. Yeah, I do agree. Like I it was it was a little it was a weird spot for 
to put a table spot. But I mean, it still managed to work itself up. I it more managed to work in the fact that, you know, these two women, it's like can Roxanne find that bit of aggression? Can she knock her friend off of here? And ultimately, it looked like she couldn't do it. Cora um, just took her down. That moment of hesitation definitely um, almost cost her. But I'm really glad to see say this. Roxanne Perez did walk out of Halloween Havoc. The victor hopefully putting away this feud and being able to move on to bigger and better things. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Oh, yeah. So jumping straight into the next match, um, we had Julius Creed take on Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. Now, we did forget the stipulation to the to the part of this match, which was... If Damon Kemp won the ambulance match, Brutus Creed would be out of NXT forever. So um, that was a pretty big weight on Julius's shoulders. This went from... Being in the ring to being out in the crowd to being in the back. It, they went all over this arena. I want to point out that there was... I thought it was going to be over fairly quickly. Like, there Julius times, definitely yes. was, like, right out the gate. Just pound, ground pound, beat the hell out of this man. When he threw him in the back of the ambulance so early in the match, I was like, there's no way this is over. Yeah, I know. We were both very confused about that, but it did make for better storytelling, I think. Also the pumpkins. Oh, yes. <laughs> Use the pumpkins. Use the pumpkins. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, well, the fact that he came out making his entrance and just whipping pumpkins at some... I mean, I'm sorry, but as a grown man, if I am getting pelted with flying pumpkins, I'm going to feel some type of way. I, I, I could see that, yeah. Um, but ultimately, picking up the win in a beautiful ending, I might say, was Julius Creed. So, brother gets to keep his job. In and that is because the diamond mind is forever. Yes, they even actually took us through the history of the diamond mind and to from where they started to where they are now. It in was, the beginning of the show. Oh yeah, no, it was great just go, being able to go through... The original members being able to go through everybody's accomplishments. Yep. And just kind of see how they formed. Want to take us into the next one? Oh, of course. NXT Women's Championship match Mandy Rose and Elba Fire. It was great. Um, It did start with a bit of the cinematics that Haunted House. Yes. That uh, Elba earlier, or I'm sorry, the night before. Was tempting Mandy to come to. Told her, hey, come meet me here tomorrow. So, during the kickoff show, Toxic Attraction definitely goes out there. Went out there, you know. Uh, got got there about midway through the show. Mm-hmm. Showed Toxic Attraction just completely get beat the hell up. Because yep. they got beat the hell up. Um, You would think Elva would walk into the match once they got back to the arena with, with the advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Well... Not so much. Mandy was still able to put up a really good fight, having, you know, been jumped and beaten and yes. battered and bruised. Um, but and in the nick of time, as it looked like the champion's reign was coming to an end, 
Because, like, to be real, the crowd counted to, like, 30. Yes. Um, And I'm exaggerating here a little bit to, to establish. To kind of put some emphasis hey, on it. Alba had this match one, but to savor in the nick of time, the rest of Toxic Attraction had found their way back to the middle, back to the arena after being left behind in that haunted house, ultimately helping Mandy Rose retain the gold and the era of Mandy continues. And one thing that you did point out with this is this is the very first and only assisted win that she has ever had. I am glad you caught that while I was making this uh this spiel and while we were watching the show. Because mm-hmm. yeah. one of us had to touch on that. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I'm I'm very happy that this is you know, I, I think this is good for her. I don't see her losing any time soon because they're booking her so correctly. They're booking her so well. They just added another person halfway to Toxic Attraction. I think it's amazing what they're doing with her. They're finally utilizing her in a way that the main roster couldn't. And, and I think I, it's beautiful. I think, honestly, this is going to help continue to solidify her. And then with the addition of the semi-edition of Sonya Deville... I think that'll help the recall up of Mandy Rose and the official call up of Toxic Attraction to make a little more sense and to, and I think it'll help it, help solidify them as true competitors. Like, hey, we're here. This is going to be our division and possibly do with them kind of what they're failing to do with damage control. Hopefully so. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so ending out the night, the main event was the NXT championship being put on the line in a triple threat match. Now we know the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, doesn't necessarily have the best record when it comes to triple threat matches. So all of us were kind of against him in our pre-show. Um, he took on Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. This was a lot of mind games on McDonough's part, but... Something that he's really good at. I do want to point out that McDonough did rightfully have this match. Yes. Numerous times. Before Dragunov got involved and inserted himself into this title picture. Oh, I thought you were talking about during the match. I was going to say he had the match so many times. Oh, we'll definitely continue telling this story about through about how the match played out in a second but I want to point out that McDonough is I in my personal opinion as much as I was not rooting for him mm-hmm. I mean granted I was rooting for anybody but Braun because I just want that title off of him at this point um but McDonough did post Worlds Collide beat Tyler Bate in a one-on-one number one contenders match mm-hmm. for the right to face Braun Breaker at Halloween Havoc Yes, and then mm-hmm. they added in Ilya coming back from his injury. So, again, I want to point out that I want to see McDonough get a rightful shot. Yes. That he earned, because he earned a one-on-one match. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see it happen, and I'd love to see McDonough take the title off of Braun, because I think it's something that not only would solidify him as just a great competitor, but it's something he needs. And I've been saying that since the beginning. I will always be on J.D. McDonough's side for the fact that he needs this. But there's that. Oh yeah, I think, like I said, any one of these guys was believable. Um, I think McDonough or Elia would definitely needed the win more than Braun did. Yes. Um, and I definitely want to point out this. 
they did a really good job of neutralizing Braun Breaker as that biggest threat. Yes, they did. They did a very good job at just keeping him down and, you know, trying to make sure he was on the mat or out of the ring at all times. Yes. But unfortunately, to our dismay, retaining his title and continuing his era was Braun Breaker. I'm curious to see what and who is next for Breaker. Because mm-hmm. I really am. Um, I'm kind of hoping that we can, now with the feud of Grayson Waller and Apollo Crews coming to a close, we get to see, uh, we get to see Apollo, you know, return to the original mission of coming back to NXT. Hey, I want that gold. Yeah, I mean, the the commentators were talking, does this give them the next title shot? I don't necessarily think it does. I think it puts them in a possible lineup for the number one contender spot. I was going to say, I don't think it gives them that next spot, but I think it helps their positioning amongst the latter. I I agree. Um, So that is actually all for Halloween Havoc on the (laughs) NXT thing. Uh, On the NXT side of everything, we will actually be back with episode 29 of Wrestling Crossroads, November 5th. Thank you guys for all of the support over the last, like, six months that we've been up and running um, to get to this spot right now and to know that you guys are still out there listening to us, sharing us, and just giving us your unconditional support is great. I actually wanted to tell you, I checked our stats today, and talking about the support that we've been getting, we are at 160 downloads total since the six months that we have been up and running. Okay, that is huge, and I'm a little upset that I didn't hear about this soon. Oh, I wanted to see your best reaction. Because last, last we looked, we were at like 143. Oh yeah, we beat our 150. It went skyrocketing way past. Let's so go! I thought I'd uh, bring that to you live on Oh, here. thank you so much for all the support. And love, guys, we appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, Like she said, the next time we're with you is for Crown Jewel, November 5th. Yep. Um, And as the weeks and month, uh, and this next month come come through, we will definitely be coming at you with our end-of-the-year polls. Yes. Via Twitter, Instagram, you know. What um, have you. We'll figure out ways to kind of get that out there. Um, we'd love and appreciate it if you guys would also take part in those polls because we, you know, us being up and running and seeing the support that we're getting from you guys, we'd really love to hear your guys' thoughts and your guys' answers on this. So we will see you guys for November 5th. Laters.